Wow, about that. Hey, how you guys doing? It's Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our Look Back Wrestling Podcast. Started in 1989. It is now 1990. We are working into the WWF for SummerSlam 1990. It had a tagline of something like Untamed Heat or some dumb shit like that. Uh, on the line tonight in the real steel cage, it's Magnum BB. What's happening to me? Hey, what's up? Yes. Once again, a pay-per-view of a federation that we did not really watch. Uh, it is August of 2000 and, or excuse me, uh, 1990. Where are you at in August 27th, 1990? Uh, so at that point, then freshman year of college would be behind me. The dorm life is over. Uh, you know, this full, fully underway wrestling. I mean, uh, a college in life and mm. probably wrestling definitely getting in the, in the background here. I think the only thing that, <laughs> I might have been realistically watching is although I say that, but I remember seeing the Texas tornado in the WWF. So mm. I don't know. It must have been that I must have been in like a oh wrestling's on. Let mm. me just sit here and watch this. And then like right. what the hell is this? That I'm 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 guessing at this point that that's what my wrestling uh history is like. Because not all of this is unfamiliar, but yeah, I'm back in college. Like I said, we always started in the middle of August. I'm back. My first year of college, I'm in the dorms, and the college did not have access to cable. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, you couldn't. So you were, you know, antenna ears if you even had a TV, which I don't even know that I did, except for maybe to play Sega. Mm -hmm. Second year, they did give the dorms access to cable, and our dorm had it. You know, we actually paid for it. And um, so it would become like a natural spot for people to come because everybody didn't pay for it. So people would be there watching, you know, whatever was on cable at the time. To be honest with you, the thing I remember watching most was with people was The Simpsons, mm -hmm. Married with Children, and it's bad, and America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because that is, was, that was, would have been like the first or second of the 33 year. Uh, yeah. the Simpsons. <laughs> so yeah, I remember the Simpsons was like, it was crazy that a cartoon could still be like something you'd almost never seen before. Right. Primetime. I, yeah. I distinctly remember seeing the first episodes of the Simpsons. Like what the hell is this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It my was, shorts. Yeah. It, it was, it was appointment viewing, yeah. uh, which is ironic because all three of them shows you technically don't need cable for. Mm -hmm. um because they were all like kind of regular shows so wrestling would have had to been something that would have been on tbs or usa and i don't remember seeing any of that then i'm definitely in the bubble so yeah it's SummerSlam 1990 hey, you mentioned fact? the f word federation uh oh yeah it's still so the f is i, I happen to catch in this like there was one point where the announcer mm, we're getting ooh, there. i'm just gonna not even mention that yet yeah. Uh, says World Wrestling Federation, but I always watch on captions. And it mm. came across; they captioned it as World Wrestling Entertainment. I was oh, like, <laughs> that's awful! I was like, uh, yeah, the, the edits on here are stood. There's that stood out to me, and there's also I can't remember <laughs> whose theme song it was, but they very clearly dubbed out somebody's theme song. Okay. And they must have not split the audio as well as they normally do because it like muted. The announcers were talking over it, but you could hardly hear them. Mm. Um, so it was, it was just funny that like the post-processing and revisionist history that mm. you know that a organization like the WW choose your th favorite third letter cannot like avoid like polishing up their their resume here. It's pretty funny. 
we'll get to the announcers here at the end of the wikipedia factual information because it does need to be noted and ridiculed um august 27th 1990 philadelphia pennsylvania at the spectrum which is no longer with us i remember the spectrum just from hearing about wrestling shows yeah we'll hear about wrestling shows but like the flyers because i think it's all it was on broad street so that what the philly or the the hockey, the Flyers were the bullies. Yeah, I saw a fly, there was a Flyers door back in the in the um, in one of the backstage sections. Yeah, there was a- and the Sixers played there too. So I, I mean, I remember the name of the Spectrum, but it is no longer with us. R.I.P. And that will be a theme through this podcast as well. Uh, Nineteen thousand three hundred and four people. It looked attendance. full as fuck. Yes, it did. And off note too, in certain situations, the crowd is hyped as hell, especially for one person that we dislike. But we'll also get to that in a second. Um, that is it. We before we get into the announcers, and I, I do want to do that. We got to do an RIP for the Iron Sheik. Uh, yeah. He just passed away um, just a few days ago. Again, we don't know if he owes us money. Or we <laughs> owe him money about this fuck Hulk Hogan thing. Uh, I think he's had a longer beef than with Hogan than we have, so we're gonna give him that. Uh, but yeah, he passes away. Uh, it's kind of hard for I think some people to remember that. He was not like a freaking, not a chicken face heel, but like a a caricature heel, Mm -hmm. like after Hogan's loss, you know, like where he just became like a caricature of himself, where he was a real ethnic heel there for a while up until the point where he winds up losing the belt to Hogan. Uh, And then after that, he's a complete joke, to be fair. Uh, Well, he had a a reasonable run as a tag team with Nikolai for a bit. I mean, that that's maybe the, they found like one other thing to do with him. And then, yeah, he was just roll out the sheet. Yes. Just roll him out. You know, I mean, I remember that you remember, you know, he didn't do it anymore, but doing those freaking things where he twirled him around those weight things. Like that was a challenge. Like I, I mean, I remember a lot of iron sheet stuff before Hogan ran through him. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. RIP to the iron sheet. All right. Oh, your announcers for this event, y'all. Roddy Piper, uh, he's there. <laughs> and Vince McMahon, it's SummerSlam 1990. Oh my God, I chased in my pants. <laughs> I was sitting there level. like, they have. T- please tell me they're going to throw it to an actual announce team. Please <laughs> tell me this is like the hype crew, and they never did. I was like, oh no. my God, this is horrible. Two yeah, two things. One, what is this thing with Vince once he comes on that he has to have formerly over wrestlers be his color? Like people that were relatively active still, you know, we're going to see this here. Mm-hmm. We're going to wind up seeing Savage wind up yeah. over there as well. Like it doesn't really, I mean, it didn't make any sense because they could still wrestle. But two, to be fair, his vision that we've now realized with this billion dollar company is so like transparent now, like what he was trying to do and you can see it. And he's just constantly, excuse me, wrestling term overselling it Mm -hmm. so that we can get what we have essentially now. And, but he's awful at this and he, and he's baby face too. When we all know that he's a freaking asshole, like that (laughs) makes it even worse. You know what I mean? Like that makes it worse because we know it's like completely fake. On several levels, and then what is was like? I think Piper was 
I, was he was he a baby face at this time too? He was. Like he's yeah. still, you know, he wrestled like a heel, but he wrestled heels, and yeah, so I guess he was a baby face. Yeah. I think the the two moves that might have actually been called in the entirety of this were <laughs> drop kick and body slam. Yeah. Other than that, it was what a maneuver! Wow, like it was, was like twenty twenty three Tony Schiavone level yeah. insight. <laughs> uh from an announced team it was i was just like no please no no and it just it's it was hard bad. and it, it's so off-putting because of what we had before with gorilla and jesse the mm -hmm. body which made it even worse and then i'm wondering like is this the transition i mean we're obviously going to see it is this when he full-time goes in because you have to remember he goes into being the primary color commentator pretty much through portions of raw yeah like you know by the time jr comes back i think the second time is when they remove him out officially you know and then and eventually like he becomes mr mcmahon and he can't do yeah that but anymore. that's way later yeah. but he like when raw starts he's the color commentator on that too Another reason to not watch it. So they had two color comment, two alleged colored comment. Color, I said colored. We know <laughs> Piper's only half colored. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, two color commentators, no actual play by play. Two yeah. baby faces. Mm. Ugh, it was horrible. It is bad. Like it's really, really bad. And I don't know that it wasn't purposely bad on purpose. Because and, he knew like this has had to be to like to get it to work. And the irony is of all the WW pick your third letter pay-per-views mm. that we've watched from a format, this one is potentially the least offensive. Um, right. Because there's a bunch of short matches. Um, the one long the longest match is probably one of the better ones. And then you just have the, the worst part of this is the double main event. And yeah. I have thoughts on the composition of those two matches. That sure we'll get into. <laughs> but in terms of like it moving and not having these long, pointless matches of people you don't care about, it was the least offensive in that regard, but easily the most offensive in, have, in terms of having to sit through it. Yeah. And it's so many backstage moments, bits and skits, those things. Like it's so funny because like people, and I'll hit shit on Cornette here for a second. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, freaking Boot Russo ruin wrestling or whatever. Like, but all this backstage bits and comedy things, mm -hmm. like, this is way pre-Russo. Like, it's, yeah. like, not even close. Like, the WWE F had their idea of what it was going to be. Russo may have, like, spiked it, but he didn't, like, create it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like... It's, and the interviews are just charts. really awful. They're awful. like they're clearly scripted. They're just like littered with like puns and and like catchphrasey turns of saying. Mm. Like at one point, Bret Hart's like, "It's two hearts beating as one." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> no one will say these things. And they're all like completing each other's sentences. Yeah. And like everybody starts to get like their signature little tick. Like Jim Neidhart's all like, "Ah ha ha ha!" You know, every other third word. It's just. Perfect has to say perfect like every fourth word. It's just, yeah, it's awful. And Sean Mooney, God, yeah. he terrible, ugh. terrible. He's awful. Yeah. So 
There's nine total matches. Our watch along is going to be match two, which is the Texas Tornado. Boy, you know that's freaking. Who's uh, that? Uh, yeah, Von <laughs> Eric. You know that's Kerry Von Eric. Uh, versus Mr. Perfect, uh, Kurt Henning. And we'll get to that here momentarily. Uh, so let's get started, y'all. Match number one. The Rockers versus Power and Glory, which is Hercules Hernandez, R.I.P., and Paul Roma. I'm assuming Paul Roma's alive. I have not heard that he's deceased or whatever. Um, match highlights. Okay, so <laughs> Wikipedia tells us that Shawn Michaels hurt his knee in a previous match, and so he gets attacked before the match even starts outside of the ring, and he's essentially spent <laughs> the whole match AEW and all on the floor. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting into the ring and not doing anything. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so that's that. The and hilarious so part was he's still overselling, like laying yeah. there, like yeah. he's overselling while just laying around <laughs> and he takes like one bump off the apron where he gets up laying down and they kick him off and it's just, yeah. he, his overselling is ridiculous. Yes. Agreed. Um, uh, so yeah, hot crowd to start. Uh, Hercules has a tan. If you've been with us for a while, <laughs> um, Hercules has been whiter than white. Uh, he definitely, I saw some sun at some well, it's point. Summer. Uh, it's summer. Yeah, it is summer. So. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. So for you Power and Glory thing. fans out there, I think this was like, <laughs> I think this is a highlight. Paul, Paul Roma and and he who shall not be named uh, <laughs> were two jobbers that were a tag team, uh, and then. I don't know whatever happened to he who shall not be named, but then for whatever reason, they thought they had something in Paul Roma and Hercules yeah. clearly wasn't doing anything. So they stuck yeah. them together and they were a mid card to, tag team. But to be fair, I mean, well, maybe they look good in this because uh, one, the first half of the match, all they're doing is completely overset. Marty Jannetty is uh, on fire to say the least. He gets yeah. offense everywhere. Like he's essentially beating both of these dudes in a handicap match for a while. I was going to say, how, how are you going to say they look good when they, they took them six minutes to beat Marty DeJay <laughs> in a handicap match? Uh, my note says Paul Roma looks great, like physically <laughs> or whatever. He does. Uh, yeah. Th yeah. Uh, my note also says commentary is awful. Vince way over the top. I think that's an understatement. Uh, it's, it's bad. It's, he's so bad. Uh, and then there's a finisher, uh, and then there's oh, a their finisher is pretty sweet though. I agree. Yes, this the suplex, and then the, the power the plex. The, the uh, yeah. yeah, that's that finisher is pretty sweet. Again, as a tag team, okay, neither one of them can talk, so you know they're going to be limited there since they're, I guess they're heels. So I, did they have a heel manager? Slick is credited. Oh, slick. Here. Oh, yeah. damn. And I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure that he had to like interfere for them to beat. Like he had to distract Did the referee happen? at one point yeah. for them to defeat Marty Jannetty in a handicap match <laughs> in six minutes. So, uh, and then uh, when Shawn Michaels does try to come in, he gets stretchered off. Mm -hmm. Will they attack him or whatever? Like you know, it, again, he's clearly injured in real life, so this is why you have this match uh, to write an injury angle. I mean, it was fine. What was the time on this? Six minutes. Yeah, that's that was a lot, but the crowd loved it. Again. I hate that I have to say this. Looking back, <laughs> rockers aren't terrible. Yeah. They're not terrible. Yeah. You know, like they're over the top for sure. The gimmick is a rip, obviously, but they're not terrible. You know, I, I think if you put like a tag team of Shawn Michaels and Ricky Morton together, it would have been amazing. 
But Marty Jannetty is clearly better than Robert Gibson. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, but they also, like, they're actually built. Um, yeah. You know, they, they yeah, our, our, our hate for the Rockers was misguided and, and yeah. really just because they were just such a ripoff. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, he, um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, whatever. Fuck the Rockers. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> match number two, y'all. It is our watch along. We are getting to uh, Kerry Von Eric versus Kurt Henning. No gimmicks. Uh, it's an all RIP match, y'all. Uh, Kerry Von Eric deceased. Kurt uh, Kurt Henning's deceased as well. So you're going to load up your peacock and get to 15 minutes. Uh, that is both of those uh, combatants in the ring. As you're loading up your peacock there, uh, Carrie Von Eric comes to the ring in a, what I would call a Ric Flair robe. <laughs> yeah. uh, like for sure. Don't know the backstory of, I guess, world class is out of business at this point or if he's yeah. already being farmed off. So Yeah, I was looking at that. He was like, uh, this was when like Memphis was trying to stimulate the remnants of of world class so they had the uswa jeff jarrett was involved maybe some aspect of continental can't it was just like the kind of some of the vestiges of the of the 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 last territories were trying to like carve out a third kind of promotion to some degree um and so he you know obviously could make money in the wwe and here he came Yeah, it's um, it it was something else. A couple other notes that I had on here. They announced Kerry Von Eric at two fifty four, like hell. <laughs> um, he's huge. Yes, and he ain't two fifty four. Uh, my notes as the selling by perfect as we're getting ready for this or whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, Kerry is just a better version of the Ultimate Warrior. Pretty much. I mean, that's basically it. It's the, the similarities are striking, and understanding that Warrior came from world class yeah. kind of makes a little sense too. But he's really just a better version of that. Two, the fact that he's able to do this match on a prosthetic is probably yeah. pretty incredible as well. And for those that don't know, Kerry Von Eric lost his foot in a bicycle mud road, you know, ATV accident of some sort. And he had a prosthetic. He, he ran his bicycle. He ran his bicycle. He ran his motorcycle into the back of a police car. Okay. And it had to have like huge surgery. And then they also rushed him back into the ring. And then he hurt his foot in his first match and then had to have it amputated. Yeah. Okay. So much yeah. like, was it Chris that they had to get back in the ring when he nearly died? Mm. Uh, so they, they just, they were, they were big on getting the Von Eggs back in the ring. And when you say he's, a better version of ultimate warrior. We're not saying like slightly better. Like he's what, if the warrior had any talent, like, I don't, I don't want anyone to think that we're saying like, because yes, I think Carrie can do all the moves and is decent worker by all accounts. He was never very smart. Couldn't Mm. couldn't keep track of a finish and basically had to be led probably like flares, harder opponent to get through Mm. any sort of length of match. But right. he's not just like marginally better than the warrior. He has the same kind of look, although not as like roid bloated. Mm-hmm. But he can actually perform in the ring. So yes, let's just clarify yes. that. That's a very good clarification. Yes, like yeah. If the warrior had any talent, that was basically <laughs> be what it is. Correct. All right. 
So let's head over to the Peacock. Again, you have to watch it on your own because WWE is some bitches about their copywriting. I'm going to lose Peacock here shortly. It's no longer thrown in with my, uh, oh, my no. cable subscription. Oh, so. no. That's not good. We'll have to figure and it, it that, out. Actually, it's one of, it's one of the few, like, uh, I don't know, it's of the however many uh, streaming platforms one has to maintain. It's actually the one where I seek stuff out. So I don't. Yes. I'm actually. Oh yeah. No. This. Peacock got some stuff. That's for sure. Like yeah, it's not bad at all. And you know, uh, but yeah, Peacock is not bad. Uh, Paramount it, Plus is on some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, right now. That's for sure. All right. Peacock, y'all. Fifteen minutes. SummerSlam, nineteen ninety. So it's season three, episode one. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit that they could ever do, but it's it's on point. And go literally to fifteen minutes. We have both of our combatants in the ring. Uh, all the shenanigans have been done already. So on the three, two, one count. Three, two, one. It baffles me. Like they do actually say his name. Yeah, but look at this. You have, I, I'm pretty sure Kurt Henning was former AWA champion. Obviously, second or third generation when Larry the Axe, Kerry mm. Von Erich, legend of Texas wrestling, former NWA championship. And it's mm. not that's none of that is the dialogue. It's yes. Mr. Perfect versus Texas Tornado overselling. It's uh, ridiculous. Yes. No, and you would think that there would be something like that. But again, I, what I said, what Vince was trying to complete. Or what he completed is on display here too. Mm -hmm. Like, no, if I didn't create it, it didn't happen. Yeah, I got to give them a ridiculous gimmick or something like that to say that it came from us and their prior history is nothing. There's somebody that yeah. sticks up a sign that says "Carry Texas Tornado is Carry Von Eric." <laughs> like, not a, Yeah, he just stuck it up. And talk I think about, you see it I again later. Last, um, yeah. talk about somebody collecting action figures. I mean, Vince was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I don't understand the white trunks with the yellow boots. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't go back and see it, but I swear his VTR in the back, he was wearing yellow trunks. Uh, maybe um, he pooped himself. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's probably had to do with drugs. His, uh, his, his, his uh, little interview was pretty funny too. Cause he was, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it came out, but it was like, yeah. Yeah, there's, somebody, there's like somebody's like talking through him. Like he yeah. might have had like the mic and was just repeating it. Mm. And I think he's just a couple weeks into the Federation at this point. Yes. Uh, Brutus Beefcake, I think, was going to be in this spot. Who Brutus had already ended perfect streak at this point. Yes, he didn't did. We see I think him we watched yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know why they keep calling Wait, him is this an, after uh, Beefcake got parasailed in the yeah, face? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I believe at this point, Brutus Beefcake has no face. So. Yeah. <laughs> they just said, where did they get this? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, where did they get this guy? Or some of the yes. dialogue. It's like, well, um, um, huge star in Dallas, but, you know. Yes. Former, former NWA World Tag Team Champion. Or World Tag World Champion. You know, I've been for a couple of days, but still. So we're still in the arm drag, head locking, jockeying for position. Mm -hmm. Presumably, Hennig's going to cheat here shortly. Yep. We'll get some heat. And then yes, to get some heat. I mean, you really have to, you know, again, make notice of this. If you want to, if people want to be like, oh, you know, arm drags, back backdrops or whatever, these things. But all of it looks like it's yeah. real. 
Like the punches that he's throwing are work punches, but they look like they hurt. Yeah. And they're actually like working the arm lock or the you know, the the arm drags. They're working mm-hmm. the wrist locks. They're actually working the moves. It's not right. you know, the, the quintessential rest hold. And this is only a five minute and some change match, spoiler right. alert. I mean, those working punches, they look real. Oh, this is this the snap over. Oh, this is my favorite move. The flip yeah. over neck snap. Yes. But he yeah. sells at getting up, which is kind of interesting. I mean, perfect was. It's interesting because this was a good gimmick for him, and this is. I mean, he got this gimmick over big time, but he's still like actually he's one of the few workers in the WWF at this point, and that's where I had got to thinking the other day about like if 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 WCW was putting on the type of shows that they were putting on, but with actual stars in them, mm-hmm. like would that have made a difference? Um, right. Like, could they have punches. gotten a Kurt Henning? Could they have gotten Kerry? Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's crazy, like, Kurt, well, I mean, I guess because of the business, but you would have thought that Kerry Von Erich would have been a natural addition to WCW. Mm-hmm. Like, right. imagine him and Sting, like, mm-hmm. at this point, or him, Sting, and Luger as a, well, I guess he would have, he would have been another Luger. I mean, let's face yeah. it. But, I mean, chances are, you know, how we're, uh, uh, look, a no sale. Yep, no. It sale. would have been like a situation. Yeah, this is quick and over. This over sale there. He actually gets the claw on him. I was because ah! that was not his finisher at all. No, this was his finisher. Which <laughs> mm. <laughs> a what a punch! Rooney. That's the call. One, two, yeah. three. He did it. Spinner, and he's the freaking new Intercontinental Champion. Yep. You got to think that his reign is short lived. He yeah, I uh, think he holds it for say a few least. months and then he drops it back to perfect. Yeah, but he's not there for that long either because I think he's his here for two years. Their ugly head. Oh, he's what for, really? Yeah, he's here into '92, and then '93 he bumps around a little bit outside and then he killed himself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too. His. His run of being relevant is very short, mm-hmm. but he's actually yeah. there for a two plus years, I think. They the just did again a thing like, uh, wait a minute, what was his name again? Yeah, yeah, awful. That's awful. All right, okay, stop. Kind of, kind of humped him on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a little naughty. Yeah. Well, hey, look, man. Oh, uh, if um. They offer one of them things where I can get pinned by Rhea Ripley like that. I'm not <laughs> saying on, no. Man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like the fold-up buck? Yes. Pin? Okay. Yeah. Uh, table pictures are $50. Um, <laughs> autographs are $70. Uh, to get put in the buck, $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, match number three, y'all. It's Saf- Sapphire versus uh, Sensational Sherry, which almost on all another all R.I.P. match, by the way, which looks like she's in blackface, but it's a cat. But it, if well, she doesn't even glance, take the mask off at this point. She still has like the modern era Jeff Hardy cover up, and she just oh, has like God. silver and black paint on her neck. And the yeah. funny thing too is she's like in heels. It's like yeah. what? Well, how are you going to? Re- I mean, I'm sure she yeah. could have probably worked with with Sapphire well, but- in heels. But- <laughs> There are men, and well, it happens a lot in when she goes to WCW and Nitro. But there's some times in this era, I was like, we about to see some panties, y'all. Because 
them dresses and them whatevers. I'm like, mm, that's gonna get close. Like I was like, <laughs> I, like, like I'm watching it. Like I wonder how they're gonna bleep this out or like you know black this out or cut to, cut away from this because uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, whatever, I, whatever. There's not a lot to say. Uh, you know, there's basically it. The match doesn't happen. Sherry wins by disqualification, count out, no show, whatever you want to call it. And everybody's like, "Where's Sapphire?" And they're yeah. calling her Sweet Sapphire now, by the way, which. Definitely, it's racist. It's and, crazy. Um, yeah, definitely. There was at no time was there any ever anything not racist about how Sapphire was presented. <laughs> That's fair. That's I have that. another bit about that later as well. But it's yeah, crazy she- the degree to which, like, the whole angle with Dusty and Sapphire that runs throughout the show, like how much because normally you get you start getting force fed Hogan pretty early, yeah. but he doesn't actually show up till like right around the time of his match. Yeah. And so the the real estate they give to Dusty throughout this is kind of crazy. And again, like my my recollection was always that he was a you know they buried him and he was a joke. But other than the fact that he is uh, in polka dots, like he's had kind of main event, like just right below the main event level right. storylines and angles and matches through yeah. everything we've seen. And I guess if you view the WWF in the sense that like okay, there's a bunch of wrestlers here that are wrestling but are not in any kind of title contention and you're okay with it that's okay it's just the problem is that it's dusty who was constantly in title contention mm-hmm. now knowing what we know now is because he was the booker <laughs> like it, it it makes it a little bit like how is you know ron garvin who's now not even in this federation how is the former world champion you know a referee or yeah. you know rugged or whatever the hell yeah. like it just didn't make any sense and so you have to view it looking back like oh okay this is just filling out the card you have to have wrestlers to do certain things it's just that they're attached with such stupid gimmicks it just mm-hmm. makes it worse um all right yeah so we'll come back to this where sapphire is it becomes a whole bit through the whole time Dusty doesn't know. I don't know Dusty hacksaw I'm a hacksaw you seen sapphire. oh that was funny when they're like when yeah. he was talking to him, oh, we're we going to send out search party quarter three. He was like, what the fuck? It's like the yeah, Boy Scouts exactly. are trying to clean up a camp here. What's going yeah. on? Awful. Fuck, man. Yeah, whatever. So the next match on the card is one of our favorites, y'all. Tito Santana versus the Warlord. Now, there was a backstory for this, too, I saw. So, again, if you believe Wikipedia. So this was supposed to be the blow-off match with Rick Martel, but Martel no. is injured. So the Warlord is an injury replacement. So that's why. Okay. So when I read that, before I looked at, well, I already knew what the outcome was even before I just watched <laughs> that. But before I looked at that, I was like, oh, well, shit, you fucking, it's Tito's match. He's supposed to probably win the blow offense and send him home happy. Tito should win. Yeah. Um, no. That's not how it works for Tito Santana in the WWF. Um, no. Yeah. And my note here says Tito Santana versus Warlord Gold, Goldberg, Stone Cold Steve Austin because the fuck, like he looked like a huge Stone Cold Goldberg yeah. amalgam with his head shaved off like that. Yeah, and it's funny because you know he obviously they can't have Demolition, the Yellow D, and yeah. uh, the Powers oh. of Pain. So, but I guess the barbarian split. So let's try and get the warlord over as a monster. Obviously, they're probably going to try and feed him to Hogan and the warrior at some point on a house show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I 
pretty much i think every other time we've seen him he's been clowned like he had a like a 12 second exit from the royal rumble yeah i think he probably got uh beat out of like one of the survivor series but except now he he's their their big monster and mm -hmm. goes over our boy yeah not happy yeah yeah and tito is even yes. got the even got the flying forearm. Yeah, he got the flying forearm at my in my notes as well. Again, great drop kicks. Crowd is dead for this match completely. Uh the flying forearm. Again, he gets the foot on the rope again. In the last pay-per-view, it was the same thing. He got his foot on the rope and then he wound up getting fucked at the end. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, the monkey flip failed. He gets, you know, pushed out to the ring, you know, then there and then a big power slam and beat clean. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, what the hell with Tito? Like, he gets beat clean. Not even a fuck finish. That's awful. Yeah, I, I can't. All right. Match. The next match on the card. Sorry. I think it's match number six, technically. Demolition versus um, uh, the Heart Foundation. Now, I told Brother Beaver, so we started recording. So I get a chance to watch these matches or watch them back on weird occasions. You know, sometimes... And I get a chance to watch it work during lunch. Sometimes I get to watch it home. Sometimes it's just weird. So for whatever reason, every time this match came on, I it just kept getting interrupted. I just could not finish this match. So I only got like through the first fall. But I, my notes are probably consistent. Demolition sucks. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Crush, because he's the only one that's deceased of the three. And they're trying to use the Freebird rules with fucking Demolition, who suck. Um, R.I.P. Jim Neidhart. And yeah, I saw through the first fall again. We underestimated Bret Hart completely. Like yeah. it's insane how bad that we did it. Uh, but also having to put over demolition in this regard is shitty. So go ahead. What did I miss in this match? But also like this is this is still Bret Hart the cartoon character. Like if you go back yeah. to his promo in this, it's he's still very much like a WWF property at this point. <laughs> so yeah, I think at this point Axe of demolition was having allegedly had heart issues which i think he has subsequently refuted mm -hmm. um and i think he's accused them of some form of ageism or something i don't even know yeah he's significantly know. older than the other yeah. ones yes and so they brought in crush who was brian somebody or other who mm -hmm. go on to have a number of terrible gimmicks yes. uh and yeah they they the whole thing was the Hart Foundation didn't know who was there to prepare for and ended up being Smash and Crush. Yeah, yeah. so the first fall, they got their finisher and print, print Bret Hart. I can't remember if there was any any screw job to it. Uh, the second fall, the uh, Hart Foundation gets the heart attack, but Crush breaks up the pin by attacking the ref, which is DQ. Damn. And then they then the shenanigans start. I don't know if, you, if your notes cover that or if you'd like me to fill that in. Yes, no, I know that uh, we get the, I don't know if it's the first appearance of, but I know it's one of the first appearances of. Yeah, definitely on pay-per-view. So yeah. Axe comes down to the ring, goes under the ring. You know, this is the many, there's just a lot of fuckery in this match. Yeah. He's lurking <laughs> under the ring. I think at one point gets in the match and you can't tell him apart because they have makeup on or whatever. <laughs> and so the LOD, not the Road Warriors, no. the, the LOD come down, no Paul Ellering. They've been, the demolition has been dodging them. You know, they're here for the heart foundations. They got their back. They fight off whatever, uh, uh, demolition business. And then there's some weird, like, I think 
like Neidhart shoulder block <laughs> over the rope, somebody into a roll up and they get sort of a, a fluky pin, mm-hmm. but they do. I had forgot about this move. They, the heart foundation does one move where Brett would get on the ropes, like facing the crowd mm-hmm. and Neidhart would grab him like in a power slam oh, yeah, with, yeah. with hearts back to his chest and power slam him on top of, mm-hmm. of the opponent. That move was yeah. great. <laughs> uh, so they did get that off. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, two out of three, the Hart Foundation is champions again. Then they have an interview. Like, then they're interviewing the Legion of Doom, and the Hart Foundation just comes out and stands in front of them and yeah. he cuts their promo, and they're acting like friends. And you know, the Road Warriors are like, motherfucker, you know who we are. <laughs> yeah. They've been like, now that you got, but they were like, they, it wasn't like, well, now that you guys have the champions, we would like to kick the shit out of you for those belts. Yeah. It's no, we still have to go beat up demolition for gimmick infringement. So. Well, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that it's there, and I haven't looked, but the next pay-per-view is Survivor Series. Now, again, that's three months from now or farther, but the chances are there's a Survivor Series match with the Road Warriors, the Heart Foundation versus Demolition and fucking Mutt and Jeff or you something think, like that. You would think, right? That is the obvious conclusion, but I do yeah. not believe that's the case. Okay. I think they, they become Team Warrior. At okay. some, at, oh, at series. Well, nah, no comment all there right. is an interesting <laughs> twist on the next survivor series that we haven't seen yet where i think all the people who win then they go into an elimination match mm. uh so you take all the survivors and then you take the good guy survivors versus the bad guy survivors yes. so. okay which that's is kind of cool decent twist yeah for sure the next match on the card, y'all, is Bad News Brown R.I.P. <laughs> versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, so talk about surprisingly knowing, not R.I.P. Yeah, if you yeah, surprise, yeah, the most shocking event <laughs> of somebody not being dead. Um, if you listen to the end of the last podcast where we did for WCW, uh, we were previewing this. I was like, well, I know another match where Bad News is not going to get pinned because <laughs> um, he doesn't get pinned. He walks no. out, he gets counted out. There's a DQ. And one of those happens in this match as well, y'all. <laughs> uh, and it, it ain't a pinfall. Uh, I mean, whatever. It's just a shit match, too. Yeah. You know, With, I for whatever reason. Oh, and now the babyface big boss man. Yes, the boss man is in, like, the guest referee in this match. He's Hogan's second. And he's the, lost a solid, event. like, 50 pounds, I think. Yes, there must be something wrong there, too. Like, there's no reason for him to have not been wrestling. Uh, so I'm sure there's something wrong with him. Uh, it, you know, and that's a Google search. I mean, how many, how many more weeks or years does freaking Ray Taylor have on this month, mm, or Ray Trailer have on this? But no, that's right. He go. No, he's in the Nitro era, though, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Ray Trailer makes it to Nitro. Really? As I think, as Ray Trailer, I believe so. Maybe he would have been Big Boss Man. No, I couldn't do that. No, no, I not can't. Big Boss. Oh, uh, Big Bubba. What? I'm pretty sure he makes it to the Nitro era. I feel I feel solid at that. As uh, brother uh, Magnum BB is checking my work. Um, just a couple of match notes. Uh, my ma- my thing says match highlights none. Uh, but, <laughs> but my additional note says Big Bubba, the guest referee. My other note says uh, Black people don't fuck with snakes. Um, at all. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not. Don't show up at my house and don't show up at my house with a snake. Uh, that would be really bad. <laughs> 
the boss. You're right. He did go back to WCW. Yeah, he was there. So he's got some time left. That's. I think he winds. You know what? From listening to Cornette, I think once he leaves here, he winds up in Smoky Mountain. Huh. I think he's in Smoky Mountain for a little bit, and you know whatever. But I'm pretty sure he. Wind, I I thought I remember him being on the early Nitro era. Um. Mother note, yeah, another no pinfall loss for bad news. You know, he hits him with a chair early in the match and he doesn't get DQ'd. And then you get a come on, boss man, get out there from Vince mm. McMahon. I can't do that voice because it hurts my throat. <coughs> Excuse me. They let boss man do a leg drop. He didn't win, but they let him do it. Like they let him do Hogan's move. I was like, mm, well, that but he is, well. he is uh, like Hogan's bitch at this point. So that could yeah. be part of it. I guess. Um, and then the crowd is dead, and then you get yeah. a DQ finish at four minutes and forty-four seconds. And I believe yeah. this is mercifully the last appearance of Bad News Brown in the WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah. Third letter. I don't ever. If he was in WCW, I don't remember it. So, um, yeah, I don't remember it. See, I mean, I barely remembered him here, let alone yeah. in WCW. So I remember the name, but mm. it's yeah. But a good track would be. It's like how you know because again this is about to go into a super down period in wrestling for both promotions, and doesn't pick back up really until Nitro comes back or until Nitro comes in. It might be a good like run to be like okay, so did they make it to like the Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. at some point? You know, like because Bubba does, Jake does because Jake is the one that not before, but he's the yeah. one that gets Stone Cold almost right to the point before you know he creates you know, Austin 316 out of that promo against Jake. Um, so, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see who, you know, still makes it through the era of, 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 of the Monday Night Wars, like Kurt Henning makes it there. And we got a couple of other ones here, too. All right. The next match on the card, Hacksaw, oh, Jim Duggan and Nikolai Verkoff versus the Orient Express. Um, really? Come on. Uh, also, something to track here is also the jingoism match on every mm-hmm. uh, yeah. WWF pay-per-view card. Pretty There's much. always one. Um, and then we're about to, as and before this match, there was a backstage pro or an in-ring promo in-ring. with Brother Love and, you know, G.I. Joe star Sergeant Slaughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a cross-promotion for your ass. Yeah, there you go. Check um, out uh, Brothers Comics Podcast. Yeah, check out a cartoon serial, serial episode, too, available <laughs> on all platforms. Um, so he comes out, and this is pre – this is, what, six months, seven, eight months pre-Gulf War? Um, yeah, I didn't cross-check that. They were They were mentioning it. They, yeah. they made the point of like not declaring war. It, that that was an awkward promo. Yeah, and I don't think the crowd really knew what to do with it. Right. And good lord, I hate brother love. I yeah. always <laughs> like yeah. you know I have come to accept that many of my recollections of this and how I felt about it uh, have changed or were inaccurate or colored by one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get into one of those here in a minute. But like, mm-hmm. I have always and will always hate brother love. <laughs> Yeah, didn't offer much of anything, uh, really. Uh, but yeah, he's pretty terrible uh, as a character, I guess. Um, but yeah, I. And then Sergeant Slaughter turns heel. Yeah. During the Gulf War. Yeah. Like I remember that. Yeah, so and then point, the Sheik comes him. out. The Sheik is his Colonel Mustafa, the yeah, 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 the sympathizer. Yes, yeah. that's right. So yeah, uh, 
Yeah. And so, yeah, well, I mean, that's to be noted that definitely, again, the jingoism, they were going to ride that out because that's the WWF. But, um, yeah, I, this match, why? It was, what, two minutes, three minutes yeah. or something like that? You have these two huge Nikolai sings two. God Bless America. Well, yes, they both sing it, but uh, – Yes, God. Um, I know it says Duggan has a tan and not in the high-waist uh, panty concealed there. <laughs> Duggan is in shape. He is not rocking the belly uh like he was um so i guess that helps but yeah that's not great i, I again i my other note here says the irony of uh the united states fans cheering for russia mm-hmm. no comment <laughs> but that was you know the fall of the wall and yeah but they're cheering for them for the wrong reason now but anyway yeah, yeah uh let's see duggan's tan in shape let's see what else do i have um yeah no that's good. I have no idea who the two Orient Express dudes are. I think it was I don't even know dudes names. Pat Tanaka all. and Mr. was it Mr. Saido? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I think Whatever. It was, they call him Sato. I don't know if that's the same. Clothesline from hell at 322 essentially. Uh yeah. pinfall. That's it. Mm, that's basically it. Yeah. There was no. no reason for this match to be on here <laughs> other than to meet the Jingo as uh, yes. Uh, yes, just to get him fired up in Philadelphia. Yeah, I can pass it crowd. All right. Uh, more of the missing Sapphire story. So the match next up is uh, Dusty Rhodes versus Randy and Macho Man Savage, an all RIP match again with, with Sherry, Sherry and Sapphire. Game. Also RIP. God <laughs> almighty. It's all over this card. Um. <sighs> The big reveal happens first, right? And then yes, the big reveal happens it, first. Yeah. It well, my note has says the match of uh, Savage's entrance is longer than the match. <laughs> yeah, um, and he gets out to the ring after Dusty's already in and can't find Sapphire, and it's found out that Ted DiBiase bought mm, uh, <laughs> Sapphire, um, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to not go all the way off. I was like, I was like, really hurt my voice doing that freaking investment man voice. Um, it's giving very much welfare queen, uh, yeah. from the eighties thing there, where you have a black lady in a fur coat with a bag of money who does nothing. So, I mean, again, like, I there's no giving, there's no giving wrestling the benefit of the doubt, but there's certainly no giving the WWF to. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah there's no chance in hell that that was not a thing and you know so dusty's upset by this he winds up getting beat up he gets a little bit of offense at the end but he gets stole with a uh, uh loaded purse from sherry yeah after he gets distracted by her and he gets pinned one two three macho man is so good yes unbelievable Agreed. in his yes. promo his the intensity and the seeming spontaneity with which like his gibberish filled pro- promos come out yeah. is amazing yeah. he's so smooth in the ring such yeah. high impact just his quickness he is he is so good yeah that that shit where he jumps over the rope to go down to the floor yeah. when they're on the floor i'm like because i think he's like fucking i'm like why is he jumping over like you're expecting to dive and it's like no he just jumps down to the floor like that i'm like yo yeah i, I, I know why he did it but before he became the roided up monkey that he was at the end there, like, he's just amazing. Like, he's yeah. just, no, he's great. <clears throat> he's great. And still waiting for that pinfall on Hogan, y'all. 
Yeah, I mean, they they did. Obviously, he was a star for them, and I'm sure he made a bunch of money, and they had him in featured spots, and he always was in some kind of angle. But you kind of wonder, like, he really could have led a promotion um, yeah. and just was never going to. No. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, yeah. And again, you know, if you believe it, you know, he just kind of lived his gimmick, you know, mm. kind of out loud, which was fine, I guess. But he and then again, Vince here very shortly with him is going to stick him in the booth, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is he in the booth? Like, he has no reason to be doing commentary, you know, other than just to make him over the top, like snap into a Slim Jim dude with the crazy outfits. Like, that's well, I think it. Vince probably also looking for like, you know, the ideal would have been an ex wrestler, but he was looking for a new Jesse Ventura. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I don't know how old Jesse was when he went to the booth, but I'm assuming Savage is fairly young here, seeing that he's going to wrestle on the Nitro era himself yeah. for a while. Um, so he couldn't have been that old at this point, you know, that he needed to get out of the ring. But you also have to think, too, this, this era of wrestlers is kind of like the last era of wrestlers that kind of played past their prime or didn't play didn't play too much past their prime mm. you know what i mean like they didn't yeah. wrestle like well into their you know like guys are now well into their 40s and wrestling and still on top whereas i think it was here you know obviously there's the exceptions you know where flair wrestled forever or, or that but i don't think like a lot of these dudes had planned to wrestle past a certain point you know, and again, they've been on the road five days a week, you know, 10 days shows, a week, you know, like all of that. So their bodies like broke down. But, you know, now like wrestlers, you know, because they don't wrestle that often, they can wrestle well into their whatever, you know, and The Rock can come back at 40 some odd years old and John C. You know what I mean? Like they just come back because their bodies haven't been put through the through the ringer, I guess. But all right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Dusty loses y'all uh, two minutes and 15 seconds. And you're right. They, I mean, he gets beat with a foreign object. He yeah. didn't get like elbow dropped and pinned. Yeah, that's funny. I wonder if they ever did the battle of the elbows versus. Oh, I, that would have been good. I also <laughs> wonder. We had speculated that this was must have been Dusty's leaving, but I don't think it was. No, I think he's there for a bit still because he yeah. he goes on a few with DiBiase, and he's also on the WrestleMania promos as well. And I think that's another story, too, and it was in my notes. Like, they're giving all the WrestleMania promos for the next WrestleMania 7, and I think at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. And I think that one actually winds up getting closed or or moved because I think Cornette has told the story. It wasn't necessarily because of um, – they blamed it on the Iraq war that they were worried about security, but I think they were having a hard time selling tickets, so they wind up moving it someplace else. I'm pretty sure that's this one. Like WrestleMania 7 gets out of the LA Coliseum. Yeah, because Dusty's on the promos for that. I mean, they're promoing freaking WrestleMania in April, March, or whatever in August. So, man, yeah, that's crazy, too. All right. uh, Next match on the card, y'all. Wait a minute. What's this? Is this Hogan? Um, Yeah. Yeah. The start of the double main event. Part of the double main event, y'all. It's Hogan versus Earthquake. Uh, R.I.P. Earthquake. All right. So. Hmm. Hogan okay, with I, the boss man. R.I.P. Boss man. Earthquake yeah, R.I.P. Jimmy boss Hart, man. Yeah. And Dino Bravo. R.I.P. Yeah. D.I.P. Yeah. Damn. Huh. And I think we keep re- being reminded that. Uh, oh, no. It's slick is not in this match. Right. 
it's every it's every Hulk Hogan match that you've ever seen against the big monster heel, except that it ends in a countout. <laughs> uh that's the only and if i look at my notes from the bottom it's like well they kept earthquake strong by yeah. not letting him get beat by pinfall however <laughs> you did kind of fuck him by letting hogan kick out of his finisher this kid he got two yeah two finishers and hogan yes. kicked out and not only did he get two finishers he popped straight up after the second yeah all right so First of all, Earthquake's entrance with that song is like yeah. doom, doom. It's like the, the T Rex coming out yeah. at uh at Jurassic Park. The, so Earthquake's entrance is great. Yeah, he did Super look like he had guy. a full diaper Super on. Athletic. Yeah, but he yeah he is he is great. He's of the of the just kind of parade of monsters that Hogan had to go through. Or I I think Earthquake, if you're really honest about it, in terms of you know aspects of his performance is near the top. So yeah. I, I kind of had an epiphany in this match. Like, <laughs> other than, like, other than, like, I've the the like you said, the end of every match being he just inexplicably pops up and delivers <laughs> one of the worst finishers and 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 wins and and nobody ever gets out of it. Yeah. Other than that, I have actually come to an appreciation of Hulk Hogan from the perspective of like his selling throughout mm -hmm. the match and also the ridiculousness of his cheating with his eye rakes <laughs> and his throat attacking the throats and back rakes. He, he like, bit him. He bit him and everything up till the end. Like yeah. as soon as he hulks up, I'm I'm done. But like <laughs> everything up to then, I was like, God, this is like Hulk Hogan is a big Ricky Morton. Like he <laughs> is, he's ridiculous. Like, his facials and he gets that first he gets that first earthquake and he's like convulsing yeah like, like his shoulders all jacked up and he's twitching i was like oh my they, they even killed the hoaxer yeah and and vince is selling the hell out of it that's yeah. it it's over back up the company yeah but then okay so so that i have to admit like other again other than as soon as the hook up starts then I, I'm actually I can appreciate Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But then the other thing hit me today is like he's always talking about like the pythons and his whole finishing sequence is entirely leg based. The big boot, the leg drop. Yeah. Like why didn't he ever like talk about his legs? But whatever. Yeah. So then I was thinking about the whole double main event thing, and I'm like, you know, like there was this dick measuring between him. Like, well, oh, sure. You you know, you can't you can't pin Earthquake because we can't pin Rick Root. That don't work for me, brother. I gotta get. I gotta kick out of two finishers. You know. I got. You know. So, like, it was just. It was just funny. You know. Like he. They. Were, they probably had to convince him that his match couldn't go on last because he wasn't the champion. Yeah. But then it's like he did the same thing anyway. He he got his triumphant victory and his superposed down and off we go. Funny you should say that. So, that match ended at two hours at. Two hours and nine on Peacock. Two hours, nine seconds, point three eight. The finish of the pose down and shit was two hours, 13 minutes, and 40-some-odd seconds. <laughs> so the match itself was 13 minutes long, but there was a four-minute celebration also. Yeah. So a third of the match, what? I'm not mad, good at math. Fourth? I don't know. Too much of this was a damn celebration at the end. There's so much bullshit in this night. Okay, 
So, Boss Man comes in, they deliver a double clothesline on Earthquake, a double yeah. boot on Earthquake. No DQ? <laughs> no. Right. No, no DQ. You know, Bravo <laughs> came into the ring or whatever. He got beat up too, but like there's no DQ like at all in this match. Really? The Hogan match. Exactly. I'm like, come on, man. This is some bullshit. Let him um, wrestle. But yeah, it's just, again, you've seen all these matches. It's big monster spots. It's the same thing. Him shaking his head. And I don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to do with this dude. Of course, he slams him twice, once on a table <laughs> that was probably supposed to break. <laughs> that didn't. And then he slammed him in the ring as well. Uh, boot, whatever. But yes, we get the, you know, the DQ or the count out finish. Yeah, uh, as they were surprise. outside the ring, after what Jimmy Hart hits him with the megaphone by mistake, uh, hits Earthquake by mistake with the megaphone, and he can't answer the count. But the kicking out of the two finishers, yeah, I was done. I, I mean, was he kicked, he jumped right up, man. Yeah, it that that was as bad as the the Macho Man elbow. That yeah, one that was, was yeah, that was like super. That was like you just buried like you just buried the Macho Man. You just buried yes. the Earthquake right here too. Yeah, but he he then went on to pin. <laughs> Macho Man flat in the middle of the ring. At least, at least, uh, Earthquake savaged or salvaged the count out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that that yeah. Again, fuck Hulk Hogan. R.I.P. R.I.R. Sheik. We get it, man. Because this is bullshit. Like, how in the world did y'all even allow this to happen? I'm sorry. You could kicking out of people's finishers again. This is high. It's 1990. People didn't just kick out of people's finishers all the time. Like, it just didn't happen. And this is let the finish to put him on the shelf for however long. Allegedly. Yeah, let alone two of them. Yeah. Come on, man. That, uh, One puts him out, but two pops him up, you know. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I did note the convulsions after the first one. <laughs> selling. I just, like, they're everything up to that point. I'm like, uh, man, Hogan's great. Hogan's a great performer. For yes. what Hogan does, and then he just buried everybody. So, yeah, yeah, count out win at 13 16. Let's get to the main event, y'all. It's Rick Rude, RIP, versus the Ultimate Warrior, the world champion, RIP, as with well. Bobby uh, with Bobby Heenan, RIP. <laughs> now, ironically, all of them make it to the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. They're just all dead now. Uh, well, you know. well, and the Warrior only made it to get Hogan's win back. Yes, exactly. But he, and again, I'm listening to Gornet's podcast like you as well, that he made it to the Raw era as well, maybe before the war started. But he was there, you know, for a bit as well as they tried to bring him back. And that didn't work because, uh, Dustrosity, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Too much dustrosity. <laughs> dustrosity. He kept getting dustrosity all over, all over. Yeah, the gaps. Well, you know what? Let me jump to that note here. My note here says, uh, "All right, okay." Before that, there's a, he gives a nonsense promo in the back that makes <laughs> no fucking sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes. Warriors promo makes no sense. Two. How did Vince think this was going to go well? And w- like, for why? Why he say what you will about this particular person? He obviously had a finger for what would work in wrestling, for the most part. Again, he's going to go into an era here where he fucks everything up too. So don't get me wrong. But and I guess you could say that putting war, making Warrior champion was the start of the fuck up era. But like, how did he not realize this immediately that this was bad? I, I don't know. Like, it's almost like he looked at 
all the worst parts of Hogan and said, I need more of that, but younger. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody that I might be able to manipulate, yes. you know, who's not already made in the business mm. that is going to get me the exact same reaction from the crowd. Right. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's like, I need somebody who has a hairline. Yeah, pretty uh, much. He's yeah, like, like, if Hulk Hogan just could have had hair, he'd still yeah. be there. But right. No. It's it just I'm like, man, how did they think this was going to go for so long? Because it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Recruit. Great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Like, great. And like I said, he's a he's not long for this world here either. Not death wise, like for WWF, because he's going to be headed to um, WCW here pretty soon. The feud with state. Yeah. So. Good. Rick Rude, from what you hear on other things, noted tough guy. Do not fuck with him. <laughs> he gives Ultimate Warrior everything here. Like, I can't believe he gives him so much. Yeah. And sells like crazy for dude. Them checks had to be amazing. That's the only reason I could think of that. I mean, he's in he's main eventing SummerSlam, and I'm yeah. assuming he goes on to main event the next one, too. God, man. And I guess we didn't talk about the terrible, shitty ring. Uh, okay. <laughs> Although compared to the WCW one that we just saw in the last paper, yeah. this one actually looks a lot better. Yeah, the 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 worst cage is the big square cage that's bigger than the ring, and that's yeah. what WCW had most recently. <laughs> this one is just the regular shitty uh, WWF cage. The whole prospect yeah. of you have to get out to win the match is stupid, yeah. stupid, which makes the course of the match makes Rick Rude look like an idiot. Yeah, um, getting to that too. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yes, it's bad. And at one point I think I think you couldn't tell because he has the makeup on, but I think the warrior was supposed to get color. Oh, and he like, did. Yeah, and yeah. you can see like when he like he kind of comes up on his knees and his hair is down, his arms are you could see him like he's aggressively cutting himself. Oh yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Rude gets color, like he gets thrown in the cage once. And then he throws him into the cage a second time, and Rick Rude gets color. Yeah. It seems like that they have pulled that camera back so you can't see it as as clearly as it could and should be. But on the second time, like the warrior throws him in there, and Rude drops down, he hits the cage, and he is clearly cutting himself, <laughs> like clearly, like. And he, you know, I ain't gonna use the term that Cornette uses when people don't get a good amount of color, but <laughs> it's not a lot. But he does make an attempt to cut himself there and yes it's not a great he doesn't do a great job yeah. uh so yeah where's my other note here for this match here we go uh root looks great uh he has the the the, <laughs> the specified tights for his opponent which are always great um yeah it <sighs> rude looks in an idiot in this match because there's two times where he's on the top of the cage yeah and jumps down like yeah. where the dude is selling in the middle of the ring, and like a like a flying axe handle off the top yes. of the, or or just a, a one you know one arm shot off the off the in the snooker position. Not like yeah. he like body splashes him or comes you know, mm -hmm. but just jumps down and hits him on the head. Yep, and then tries it again, gets hit in the belly, then fights over the door. It's like, dude, you all you had to do was drop over, yeah. and it's not like. <laughs> It's not like he was like, now I've got you at my mercy and I'm going to punish you for making me look like a bitch for the last yeah. two years of run or whatever we've been fighting. It's like, no, dude, just drop down. It, help me out. Uh, Ultimate Warriors wrestling card was Shake 
uncontrollably one of his moves. <laughs> I think it was. Or like, I think it was too. It was something like that. Yeah. Or like it was something dumb for a pen attempt. Yeah. Because really that's his whole freaking demeanor is like just shaking himself like continually yeah. all the time. That's it. Honestly, and the best stopping. part of the match was when Piper kept saying, I don't know what that means. Like he kept doing the, 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 the pump his hands and Piper kept saying, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. And McMahon was, or he's trying to channel the power of all the warriors. But what uh, does that mean? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he definitely got a dirty look for that. Uh, and I, I skipped it. Like, oh, so he comes down to the ring and he just runs around the ring five times like an idiot. Yeah. Like, first off, you're going to get blowed up yep. completely. <laughs> for doing this and then two like wh- who why is this entertaining this is so dumb yeah, yeah. this is yeah. so dumb y'all couldn't control him he'd be like run around the ring once and then run into the ring like that's it like that's and good he cl- and he that's climbed good. into the ring he climbed over yeah. the top of the cage if i yeah. remember correctly and I, but uh, to be fair the crowd loved this shit too yeah so this is it was it's it hogan 2.0 yeah but worse. Yeah. Well, to Hogan be fair, his clear, finishing better, sequence of the press wrestling. slam, the press yeah. slam into the body splash is a better pinning combo than the big boot and leg drop. That's wow. about the only thing I can go. Uh, okay. Can we just both say they suck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which one sucks the least? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. It's a more uh, credit. The press slam into the body splash is a more credible yeah. finish than the big boot and the leg drop. Oh, but, but, hold up. I feel like Hutch. Hold up. They announced a warrior at 225. What? Bitch? <laughs> Are you crazy? Harry Von Eric's 250. Bitch, is you crazy? <laughs> 225? Fuck. I'm closer to that right now. And I'm not six foot <laughs> whatever. The fuck? Oh, sorry. I I I I had to get that in there. Sorry. I didn't um, so. And then so yeah. So yeah, the match ends and the press slam. Uh, after he hulks up or warriors up or whatever the fuck you call it and he throws him down and there's a fight out of the way to get out the door but then with Heenan and then he winds up climbing over the top. I think he gives Heenan like a knee drop of some sort. He, yeah, he, yeah, he drags Heenan in. I think he might give him like an atomic drop or something yeah. like this but this is like post you hurt my neck you dumb motherfucker. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. And then he climbs out to the floor and that's which winner. is such a weak finish like what yeah. you just gave him your finish why didn't you just pin him right yeah it that's it and if they wanted to show like how stupid he is they should have had him like accidentally throw rick rude over the top that would have been the finish yeah but it was for the title so i guess they couldn't have done that oh god almighty and that's the show y'all we have uh one uh two title changes Heart Foundation become the tag team champions, and Carrie Von Eric <laughs> <laughs> becomes the Intercontinental Champion. World title, t- you know, doesn't change his hands. The Warrior keeps his belt. Of all of the WWF pay per views we've watched, though, is bad. But again, it's, I mean, you're grading on this curve with them, really. Like, there's a couple of okay matches, a couple of okay matches. But then the rest of it is just, you know, it's it's becoming sports entertainment. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It wasn't totally sports entertainment yet, but it's becoming that. Yeah. 
They didn't oh. have as many like the clown baby faces on this one. Like we didn't get mm. the bushwhackers. Um, yes. So they, we had that going for us. Yeah. Other than the announced team, this was one of the least offensive. Other than the announced team, and even considering that we basically got two Hogan matches, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the least offensive that we've watched so far. I think the best one we've seen was that Royal Rumble, that that first Royal Rumble. But this yeah. one is not as bad as. It's certainly not as bad as the last one we watched. Mm. So, so if we go back to WCW for the next one. We kind of talked about that before, but let's go with the preview for Survivor Series 1990. So we're looking at mm. Thanksgiving night weekend of some sort, whereas the Survivor Series of 1990 is coming up. I definitely will not have been watching any wrestling at this point. Because I'm kind of curious as to what the teams are and who's left because there's got to be people that are gone. And I, I, I man, Dusty's got to be short for this world here on this one. Can't believe that he makes it that far. But you said he feuds with DiBiase, but that maybe that was through the summer. Yeah. So, oh boy. All right. So, <laughs> the Warriors, which is the ultimate, oh, this is funny. The Ultimate Warrior, Hawk, Animal, and the Texas Tornado. Oh, so, God. Fuck. Uh, all RIP Survivor Series team against Jesus. the perfect team of Mr. Perfect, Axe, and Smash mm. with Bobby Heenan. Oh, Axe, Smash, and Crush. I was like, where's the third? Where's the say, fourth? With Bobby Heenan and Mr. Fuji. Wait, so why Demolition and Mr. Perfect versus Ultimate Warrior. Is Fuji managing the Demolition? managed. Maybe. He was their original manager, but then they dumped him. Okay, because he wasn't Japanese. Yeah. Anyway. Then we have the million dollar team mm-hmm. of Ted DiBiase, The Undertaker. Oh, so Mean Mark's gone. Yep. The ah. Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine. So mm-hmm. I don't have any idea. Oh, and then they have Virgil, Brother Love, and Jimmy Hart as their Jesus. entourage. Defeated the dream team mm-hmm. of Dusty Rhodes. I'm going to save this one for the conclusion. Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, and... Guess who Don't the fourth member Tito. is? Tito? No. Mm. Coco. You can't guess it. It's Coco, Coco Beware. There yeah, you go. I still need a nigga to pay it. I know how this works. <laughs> 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 no, I know how it works. Yeah, it was going to be some <laughs> ethnic. Just go through the, the, the people of color Rolodex. Yeah, oh, I guarantee you. Yeah, oh, I guarantee you who getting pinned first. I, I, yeah. That's shit. If they can't pin Virgil, damn it, Coco getting pinned, shit. You, yeah, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. The visionaries, Rick Martel, the warlord, Hercules, and Paul Roma, Whistlick, defeated the Vipers. This team makes absolutely no sense. Jake <laughs> Roberts, Jimmy Snuka, and the Rockers. Um, mm. The Vipers could be Team Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, maybe that's how they got together. That's probably it. Okay, all right. Match number five. It's interesting the timing here. Uh, the Hulkamaniacs mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, Boss Man, and Tugboat. Wait, well, hold up. The Tug wait, has Tugboat already been beaten by Hogan? No, Tugboat has not turned yet. That's coming Uh, up. Ah, okay. Tugboat was his friend, uh, and then Tugboat, I think, got taken out by Earthquake. 
Great so. value earthquake. Yes, yeah. got it. Okay. Versus oh, versus the natural disasters of earthquake, Haku, Dino Bravo, and the Barbarian. Barbarian? So apparently the right. Barbarian is still there. Yeah, okay. That's All awful. Right. Oh, look at this team. Look at this team. Mm. The Alliance. Nikolai Volkov, mm. Tito Santana, mm. Luke, and Butch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that ain't the placement on the card. That's the sixth card. This is the sixth. This is the last Survivor Series match before the elimination. Oh, oh Lord have mercy. That's and terrible. Then they defeated the Mercenaries, which is Sergeant Slaughter, Boris Zukov, Sato, and Tanaka, the Orient Express. Mm, yes. Uh, and then, yes, they do have a what becomes a three on five. Uh, yeah, three on five element Survivor Series. The then the Survivor Series starts, I think, or some bullshit like that. Which actually, I think, is a cool idea that you take all the people who survive. Yeah, that works. So That's yeah, no Rick Rude. Uh, uh, Macho Man's not on here anywhere. He might have been doing commentary. Mm. Piper's not. Uh, Bad News is gone. Yeah, Dusty's still here. Tornado, perfect. They're still here. Warlord's still here. Power and glory. So, yeah. So most yeah. of these people. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a pretty decent holdover, I guess. Um, yeah, that's weird that Rude's gone, though. Um, not yeah, that's weird that Rick Rude's gone. That, 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 and I know he fused with Sting at some point in time, mm -hmm. and like he's there, you know, in WCW for a while before um, he winds up going back to. Uh, before he gets hurt or whatever and winds up going back to WWF. Okay. Um, there is not a watch along in there worth watching. <laughs> well, maybe we can watch the final. Mm. What's the time on that? Nine minutes. That's good. So the matches are 14, 14, 17, 15, 11, and then the final is nine minutes. So To be fair... I think they realized that having them 20 minute matches in them Survivor Series was a mm. bad idea. Yeah. So, yeah, like 14 minutes, 14 is probably still too long now. Like, they, I, I mean, if we looked at a Survivor Series from 2023, I bet them bitches is like eight minutes long because they just don't wrestle. But, like, I, I, yeah, 14 minutes sounds about right for a match with what? eight people in them yeah. to get everybody pinned or everybody with one person pinned. Yeah, that's not commentary. Cool. We do get Gorilla and Piper. So a mild <laughs> upgrade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think but we again, saw, kind of the last time, time we saw Gorilla Monsoon was not the best Gorilla Monsoon. No. But is there come a time when when Wes McCall is going to take this over completely though? Like like where, where man is the person on there all the time. Mm -hmm. Um and that's nothing good can come from that. I really hurt my voice doing this voice. All right. <laughs> so that's it, y'all. We will be back with Survivor Series after we do the Great American Bash. I think that that's where right. we were. Yep. And it, I remember the card wasn't great either. Well, actually, <laughs> I think it was okay. But now, nah, fuck, I'm just seeing that, that, that Undertaker's out. Like We got one pay-per-view with Mark Callis, and then yeah. that's it. And he's already gone. Like no more than what three months later, he's out of there, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I didn't get enough chance to even think about trying to shine there. They just didn't see it. And 
you know, they got rid of him. You know, that's that's terrible. That's that's beyond poor management. Again, he might not have become whatever he became in WCW, but he definitely could have done better than mean Mark Callis or yeah. something. So especially and the, three birds the bash is there. long as fuck. Who? The Great American Bash is long as fuck. Give me the give me the rundown. Brian Pillman and Buddy Landell. Mike Rotunda, the Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. Doug Furness and Dutch Mantel, mm-hmm. Harley Race and Tommy Rich, mm-hmm. Midnight Express versus the Southern Boys. I think that's a legendary match, but yeah, that's Va- Vader and Tom Zink, mm-hmm. Steiners versus the Fabulous Freebirds, Paul Lorndorf, Junkyard Dog, Elegante versus Sid Vicious, Arn Anderson, and Barry Windham, Lex Luger versus Mean Mark. Mm-hmm. Doom his, versus yeah, the rock and roll. Match, probably. That sounds like a talent clash. Yeah. Doom, rock and roll. And then Sting and I, Flair. I, I, without, don't even tell me. I don't have Wikipedia up. Don't tell me. Doom versus rock and roll. Is anybody a champion in that match? Uh, Yes. Doom. Right? Doom yes. World Jet Team Champions? Yes. That's a DQ finish. Rock and roll win. <laughs> well, we'll go with that. I guess we'll have to stay tuned and see how. Oh, goes. fucking teasers! All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as uh, we cross the one hour and fifteen minute mark, it's a perfect time to stop. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll be back with that, uh, like sooner than later, more than likely, as we get through nineteen ninety here. Uh, as we, you know, scrolling through these pay per views, some of it's been good, some of it. Not so much. Some of them have been passable. Some of them have been off. Yeah. yeah. Some, <laughs> some of them are kidney stones. Some of them are, you know. A nice, <laughs> a nice three coffee dump in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as the, if you're listening on the podcast version, you'll hear the WCW Saturday Night Music playing us out. Uh, I'm the producer of this podcast. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those other places. Just put in Brothers Comics. Podcasts come up. And I'm going to sign off. Magnum VP, sign off. All right, I hope you enjoyed another yes. average passable WWE. <laughs> yeah, WWE, yeah. If nothing else, if people that listen to this, if you should probably just skip through the stuff that we say, like, just skip it. Don't bother. Like, if, if we start off with highlights, none. <laughs> just skip to the next match. Nothing that you're going to see about this. Like, I was talking to some dude, I was previewing this on Twitter, and he was like, I was like, uh, I think it was the Warrior. I was just, like, trashing and he was just like, man, I really liked Ultimate War. He's like, of course I was nine. I'm like, yeah, I would have liked him too if I was nine. I was like, watch that shit with some adult eyes. You're not going to have the same opinion about it. Like, yeah. don't. Like, you are not going to have the same opinion about the Ultimate War as an adult. You're going to be like, oh my God, I was stupid. Yeah, Stop. misspent youth. Yeah, you, you don't do it. All right. So the music plays us out. I'm the producer. I'm signing off. Good night, everybody. Say good night. See you. See you. Bye, everybody.